All listeners prepare for boarding. This is International Lounge. Welcome to International Lounge. This is Captain Abdu speaking with flight attendant Andres. This Hello. is your passport to world culture. We explore history, music, film, food, and tales from travelers. So put your tray tables down because it's going to be a smooth ride. <laughs> All right. And we have our first class passenger and guest, Lee Allen Lamb, stand-up yeah. comedian in NYC and host of Lychee Martini Comedy and Sunday Supper Comedy at Tiny Covered. Let's give it up for Lee. Give it for your host and right. thank you for having me. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for being here. Welcome aboard. All right. So... Our destination today, the Middle Kingdom, Zhongguo. Zhongguo. Some of you may know as China. Yes. All righty. Yes. I'm excited. I got to say, your pronunciation is very good. He's oh, good. Shishia. Yes. He's good. Your pronunciation is understandable. Okay. Well, we're going to yes. have a whole episode <laughs> and it's going to get worse. <laughs> so, all right. Let's dive right in with Let's a brief it. time of history. Okay. Hell Let's yeah. start off with... The first settlers. Okay. 8,000. Of Katong. Yeah. Sorry settlers to interrupt. <laughs> Maybe we should do some giveaways, promo codes. Oh, yeah. Maybe um, if they can uh, sponsor us. Yeah, for sure. Please I do. I don't know. <laughs> All right. First settlers, 8,000 BC. Settlements emerged along the Huanghe or Yellow River, the Yangtze, and the Wei. Huanghe. Okay. Huanghe. Okay. Yeah, we got, we, we got a lot Dante. of this. <laughs> I didn't mean to, because I'm not sure. No, I'm... no, please do. Please do. Because... It'll. I'll. I maybe I'll just learn as we're. Going yeah, because I'm like I'm not trying to like correct you, but I'm like just just in case you are sure. interested in learning no, I how do. to I say just, it. I yeah, just say it right. I could just. You say don't it have right. to say it right. <laughs> Who cares? I'm gonna show up. It's Huanghe. Yep. Great job. Yangtze. A plus. And Wei. Oh, S. this guy's good. He's good. Oh yeah, very that's good. Why, that's why he's yeah. here. All right, let's get into the Bronze Age. Am I saying that right? It's pronounced bronze. <laughs> okay. Yes. This is like refresh my memory from like history books. Yeah. Awesome. All right. So it starts off with the first dynasty, dynasty which is the Shang, around 1600. Mm -hmm. There's some archaeologists that question. Well, I'm sorry. Yeah. 1600. Oh, 1600 BC. Right. <laughs> right. We got, yeah, we're going yeah, way yeah. back. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Almost 3,000 years. Ago. Yeah. 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 All right, so we're 1600 BC. Uh, some archaeologists said, question if the Shang, if, if there truly was a Shang dynasty or not. But I think as far as most historians are acknowledging, it started with the Shang. Uh, is that true? Or is that not true? Dynasties, I would say... We normally say start from Qin Dynasty. Oh, like you're saying, like it just kind of starts with the empire as being as they're truly being like the first uh true like so called emperor ever, okay. not so just the you're, first you're, people, the first right? Population. Which I think that's why it's sort yeah. of questionable if it's really right. the, the Shang, Shang might have been the first population, but not necessarily the first right organized empire, right. as right. it were. You know, I see. sort yeah. of a loose affiliation of sure. peoples, but not necessarily. I hear you. I hear you. Um, interesting. So around this time, so there's uh, inscriptions on oracle bones are the first evidence of writing dating back from 1300 BC. So what do we think the first sentence was? Uh, Does it smell weird to you? <laughs> <laughs> um, I because we learn like we learn this part in our yes. history oh, book. Yeah. Uh, this person is like the first person who invented like the use of characters, mm -hmm. and 
in the first place, they all look like so for Chinese characters, they all look like the the thing is trying to describe like fish. Mm-hmm. Uh, before it became Ye? yes, be, before it became simplified Chinese. <laughs> I'm so excited. We're gonna have such a good time. <laughs> Sorry. No, no, no. The original uh, character for fish. It actually looks like fish, even with the eye in there. Oh, that's yeah. super cool! Oh yeah! Oh and, wow! Uh, like a uh, goat. Yeah, yeah. Uh, how like again? Everything before it became simplified Chinese after 1949. Mm. Before it became like like or come like traditional Chinese. Mm-hmm. The most original form. It even looked like it had the horn on the goat. Ah. So that's awesome. So I think. They originally were invented to do exchange. Mm-hmm. Even like um, when you're counting, like uh, w- when Western people count, they start with their index finger, or sometimes they mm-hmm. start with their thumb, and it's just an amount. How many fingers are am I holding up? But with when when Chinese people count, they do one, two, three, like to symbolize the characters. Mm-hmm. But then four is a little fist, right? They do huh. four and five or something like that. That probably depends on. Different region of China. Uh-huh. Like what I learned is like one, two, three, four, five, uh-huh. and for six it became this. Oh uh, yeah, the fingers yes. out because yes. it looks like the um, liu. Yes. Yeah. And the seven is the hook. Oh wait, no, that's jiu. That's not the hook one. <laughs> jiu. It's jiu. Is this right? But also it depends on the region. It's like if you're from the north or you're from the south. Mm, sure. And what, that might so be what region are you from? North. North. Okay. Uh, my hometown is the birthplace of Genghis Khan. Oh, okay. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. We're gonna we're gonna talk about him. Hell yeah. All right. Nice. Awesome. All right. So let's get into a little further into 1066 BC. The Zhao seized power, right? And then eventually you get this. The Zhou. <laughs> Zhou, Zhou. I need to say the word in Chinese. Zhou. 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 Yes. Okay. The, like okay. Zhou Zhuang. Zhou Zhuang. Yes. Let's get into, let's talk about the Eastern Zhou uh-huh. period, right? That's 770 to 221 BC, right? This is where Confucianism and Taoism emerge, right? Then we get into warring states between 475 and 221 BC, right? This is all the lead up to Qin, Shi, Hyang. This guy's your favorite. This is the guy. Okay. 221 BC. You he becomes the first emperor of China. Okay. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yes. But here's a, what what are your thoughts on him? He Huang is golden, right? The golden emperor or something? Chen Shi Huang? Golden? Is it Huang Huang Se? <coughs> so Huang is yellow, yellow, but Emperor is also Huang. It's uh. different characters with the same pronunciation. Uh, okay, thank yes. you. Yes. No wrong. I've been studying my pinyin, but my actual... You're doing great. <laughs> this guy is <laughs> messing up. Is oh, this yeah. guy really... What's going on here? <laughs> okay, all right. Um, so... <laughs> <laughs> no need for apologies. Okay. Thank you for that. <laughs> so, Qin uh, Shi Huang is someone... Uh, he is revolutionary for mm-hmm, sure. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Do I want him to be my friend? Mm, Never. No. Do I want him to be my acquaintance? Never. <laughs> oh, if this this is a person you want to stay as far mm-hmm. as possible, but he also is the person who uh, unified um, character, uh, like I mean, like language and like writing character um, merits, and but he also burned. Uh, a lot of books. Uh, mm. He killed a mm. lot of people. 
he is very cruel,、mm-hmm. and he is from a family that's full of um, of course, like like it's like even though he's from like the royal family, but his family is full of. What we call the emotional damage.、Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, I hear spots、yeah. and oh yeah, crazy people. Oh yeah, he's uh, I think his mom. Oh, I got stuff about his mom. Oh yeah, I got some stuff. <laughs> yeah, it's spicy. It yeah. is very spicy. Very, can, can we talk、Kinda、about that? Yes. Yeah. So okay, so apparently his mother has an affair with Lao Ai. About Lao Ai, his mom had an affair with. Oh, but a this couple. Okay,、people. yeah, a few folks, but Lao Ai. He's interesting because he enters the sort of、uh, the court. The court, I would say,、uh, he poses as a eunuch, right? Yes, but because they're they're、yeah. only ones allowed、yeah. within a certain yeah yeah yes, it's like pure. And, and I, I guess、yeah. they don't do a pat down check to make sure because apparently Lao Ai famously has an enormous. Yes, yes. <laughs>、okay. is that uh, so the Asian、yeah. like uh. The what is it carriage? Yeah, like the wheels on the carriage. He can put his、uh, pee pee in there in the center <laughs> hole and lift it up. Wow! It's not just wow, a wow, wow. large one. It's also a strong, strong one. Strong, right, right, right. Big, strong so, axle bearing. <laughs> you know, listen. His his mother, Gigi, and and yes, and him him <laughs> knowing that and 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 all of that. Wouldn't that prompt anyone to then want to? Be an emperor and build great walls and terracotta、uh, armies. I feel he's got some sort of complex he's developed, and this、oh, is how it manifests. Oh, definitely. Was a famously large.、Piece. Yes. Listen. Yeah. It's concubines. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And it, it can happen to any of us. It's even before that. So how he was like conceived. So back then his mom was、oh, like the like the love、uh, lady of this famous rich. Businessman, and like when people get when businessmen get rich, they want more power.、Mm-hmm. So he was like getting affiliated with this like with his so called dad.、Mm-hmm. So and the his dad was like, oh, so called dad, of course. Um, I love I I think that woman you have is so beautiful, and the businessman sent over the, this like his mom to spend a few nights with. The like back then, like one the person is still the prince. So and when she came back, they had sex again. So this is how he was conceived. They、Wait. really don't know、mm. whose child he is. Wait, what? So yes, they sent his mom to go have a sexy slumber party. <laughs> Patriarchy world, like what is、yeah. going on here? Yeah.、Oh. So.、Uh, <laughs> So maybe is it? You think the terracotta army is to represent all of his potential dads, and that he wanted. <laughs> well, the- well, he definitely wanted his dad to die. <laughs>、um, I even made like notes for the how to say terracotta terracotta army. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is. Yeah, that's pretty interesting. What- well, I mean, it's one thing when your dad misses your baseball game, but how is、no. a whole army? <laughs> I know. And he spent a lot of time trying to stay.、Uh, what's the word for not dying?、Um, oh,、uh, he, he, he wanted、longevity. eternal life.、Yeah. Yes, he wanted eternal、oh, life. Well, so many of those palaces, also, it's like everything is some kind of symbol of longevity. The, the longevity pond, the longevity archway, the longevity wall, the longevity、yes. paintings,、yeah. the longevity window. Right. It's there's a lot of which is ironic because he's he's 
famous for his tomb. Right? <laughs> yeah. So let's talk about that. So let's talk about just generally, like, so, you know, he's the first emperor, right? He's, you know, uniting uh, this region and things such as, uh, you know, he's he's joining the defensive walls to the north, creating the Great Wall. Okay. We talked about Terracotta Army, but let's talk about how the Terracotta Army was discovered because that's interesting as oh, well. Oh, yeah. Right? Because this is in 1974 by a group of farmers digging a well. Yes. And they find these terracotta soldiers. Yeah. Which soldiers. is crazy. <laughs> they right? saw the, they found actual dead body mm. in the first place. Oh, shit. But it's just like, oh, they're not. And then that's how they discovered yeah. this. Hmm. Yeah. So, uh, so basically we have a collection of hundreds of terracotta sculptures depicting the armies of Chen Yes, Hong. you know what? But the thing is, we, we say we throw the word hundreds around. Okay, literally, try to try if you can do a vision because I saw it when I was yeah a little baby Andres yeah um it's like football fields yeah it's oh, crazy yeah. it's it's like he it's, really planned for like they, there, but there's different infantry and different oh, groups yeah. with yeah. faces that matched <laughs> his so actual army. Detail. There were there mm-hmm. were there were artisans who were literally taking portraits yeah. and then sculpting the portraits they took of hundreds and yeah. hundreds of guys. Oh so, yeah, like, carriages. It's crazy. Cavalry. There are two hundred pits all filled with those sculptures. And a little like interesting little story is those the craftsmen who made those they know when they're done with this they're gonna be killed. Oh wow! Because they have to stay in there with yes. this stuff. Wow. So a lot of them they uh one in order to make like a mark of like I made this like mm-hmm. their signature, they would somehow figure out how to have their signature inside the armpit of some sculptures. Mm-hmm. And another thing is they would pre they would save a little like safety exit like little tunnel and so they can get out try to escape later yeah wow wow that's genius smart yeah because i was thinking people like building this right because like okay so like he died believing that this terracotta army would protect him in the afterlife but like think about the people building this where at any point where they're just like hey chin like can we just like make sure this is how it works (laughs) well i'll build like five if you're good five should be enough how many in the afterlife? Yeah, how many armed guards do you expect yeah, do you to need, need in heaven? He, he, Isn't that the whole point he of want, heaven? Is he wants a whole army, so in his opinion, he still can conquer oh, whatever he has to conquer. Yes. Oh. Yeah. I see. Because I don't think anyone in afterlife has an army as big as him. Uh, but why do you need an army? <laughs> you, don't, you never know. What is remember, going on in the afterlife? I was thinking, remember, in, I think it was the Lord of the Rings. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. They like summoned a dead army. Oh, shit. To okay. Come okay. Back. Ghost yes. army. Right? Yes. Okay. Yes. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, Chin Shi Hong. You. Green minds right. think the same. Yep, okay. yeah, yeah, right. prepared. Sorry. I take it back. Oh, All right. Good. So, or anything else we want to say about uh, Chin Dynasty? Uh. The Grey Wall, uh, I encourage everyone to go. Uh, but know that you're walking on a massive graveyard. Yeah. It's a full-blown poltergeist yes. situation. And also, uh, wear your best hiking shoes. If you love hiking, it's going to be a great hike. It's a climb. Because there's stairs that are like two feet high, one yeah. foot high, three feet high. It's all mushed together. It's, yeah. It also depends on which which entrance you want to, because there's yeah. an easy entrance. There's a more difficult entrance. Yeah. It's like one on the, the one on the left is like the difficult one. So... Prepare uh, provisions. <laughs> the kid that we went to high school with uh-huh. and I raced each other up 
um, the, the difficult pathway. And we found ourselves because we got a little bit lost at the top on the wrong side of the whatever. And there was a Mongolian family having like a oh, yeah. little afternoon lunch or whatever. <laughs> and they're like, hey, what, what's up, you white kids? We've never, we've never seen Americans before. And we were like, Did hey. Did they take pictures with you? Uh, no, but they gave us some snacks and they shared some tea with us. And they were like, uh, and then, you know, because we spoke minimal Mandarin at that point and one or two of the guys that were there with their family also spoke some Mandarin but you know pretty quickly once we were because we were pretty exhausted <laughs> by the time we got to the top but um, you know they're like hey come and have a seat have some you know some cookies have some tea and then pretty quickly he was like uh, hey um, you know like you're going to be in a lot of trouble if you don't like get back to your career like you're not supposed to be up here like, no because there are <laughs> wolves in those oh, mountains yeah. <laughs> yeah like you gotta go yeah, so we went back. We found our group. We were just, I mean, we strayed maybe uh, half a mile off the thing. But still, that's kind of far <laughs> before. I don't know what we were thinking. I'm not religious, but God bless. Yeah. <laughs> Teenagers do dumb stuff, oh, even yeah. in China. <laughs> They're all children. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Anyways. All right. Let's move on to the Han Dynasty. All right. That's 206 BC to 220 AD. All right. Lots of cool stuff happens, right? You got your Silk Road in 138 mm -hmm. BC. Right, paper was used for official documentation, and the first Chinese dictionary was produced in this dynasty. Mm -hmm. Buddhism spreads. Mm -hmm. All right, it's lots of super cool stuff. What are your What are your like from your education on Chinese history? What are like the main takeaways from Han Dynasty? It is. Um, it is a dynasty. One, it's at its peak. It is. Everyone is happy, no, almost like no starvation, but at the, it's like everything is like after its peak, it goes back down. Right. Yeah. 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 And so this is sort of like a nostalgic, romantic kind of like, like when Westerners fantasize about the medieval period they think about chivalry and courtesans and the court or whatever they don't think about the black death and like yeah. pestilence and shit yeah. so this is sort of like one of those uh sort of nostalgic favorable moments in history where things are relatively good yes. uh, technology and education are increasing there's you know relatively few wars or or instances of violence or whatever people are more or less unified and progressive or whatever for the time yeah uh and also uh this part um i i watch a lot of tv shows about yeah, this and then yeah. because of that i'm like okay let me dig in um at the um how so it we normally talk about like so there's like the east uh han dynasty and the west han dynasty so the West Han Dynasty is like when it's at its peak, and when it comes to East Han Dynasty, there's like different like warlords from mm, the area, and and somebody they want to be their own uh, emperor, and there's like there's this emperor that's like in position, mm -hmm. but he's been like uh, almost kind of like under hostage of this like very powerful. Um, like the right hand of the emperor, mm. something like that. Mm. Mm. I don't know the specific word in English, but on the other hand, it's like, oh, they found this, like, this, um, uh, this royal descendant, uh, from certain, like, certain, um, 
emperor of Han Dynasty, and he's like, I want to save my people, and start like, uh, gather like people who agree with him, who wants to support him, and he is also on the rise. And eventually, uh, they made it like. There's like historic document about this, and then people later on, because this like this is so fascinating because it's there's like there's a romance going on like oh, brotherhood, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. they're like under this um under this peach tree when it's blo- when it's blooming, and there's three people. It's like one person is like the brain of the group, another one is so courageous and so um. So noble to a a no level. Yeah. And then the other guy just gives really great back massages. <laughs> he's got like he's kind of lithe. He's got like a, he's got like a swimmer's body. But the other and, person uh, is like know, the f- gentle kisses. Oh, <laughs> like he's like the funny one. But he's like even though he's like a tough guy, but he's he's always like. But he's actually the more emotional Power one. bottom is what they call that. In exactly. Some hunky Hans Yes. Hunky right. Hans. And then they, like, they like cut their palm and like combine their... Oh, blood pack. Exactly. Yeah. Wow. And cool. then they can now we're a blood brother now. And yeah, they pop oh, off their t-shirts and play a little volleyball. Yes. Over the time they gather more groups and... Uh, but eventually when those kind of things go, like one started to die, another started to die. Uh. And... It was like a very beautiful story, it but it's like awesome. it's like from the like yeah, true yeah. historical part, yeah, yeah. romanticized a little bit. Um, and eventually, I think um, Timothy Chalamet is in a movie about this. Somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> he would actually be a really good uh, character in that whole thing. And and people still like till today they will still use like certain phrases to like from like originally from that era. And those people, they would like describe how their their friendship with their friends oh, till today. Teach me one, like, uh, like say, Taoyuanjieyi. Taoyuanjieyi. That's like in the peach orchard, we uh, bonded this uh, loyalty and friendship with each other, brotherhood oh, with each say other. Say it again, say it. Tao. Tao. That means peach. Yuan. Yuan. Jie. Jie. Yi. Yi. Yes. Taoyuanjieyi. Yes. And there's oh, a very so cool. yeah, so and there's heavy. like there's this like historical phrase like we don't ask to uh born at the same year, same month, same t- day, but we we only ask to die to leave this world, same year, same month, wow. same day. Yeah, it's like that's it's really like that's a really hot intense it's, one. Yeah. Yes, let's let's all make that wish right let's now. Let's die <laughs> together. Let's do it. Honestly, if you died, I'd lock myself in the basement and build a bunch of little statues of you. Oh, that's lovely. Yeah, and then kill you, myself. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I would. Um... That is not. That's like even beyond Western marriage yeah, ball. Yeah. Like, it's not even until death do us apart. It's like, I'll die with you. Yeah. Yeah, wow. I'll wow. die in your mausoleum. I would do for you what uh, uh, Lao. Lao I did for um, you'd have sex with my mom. <laughs> <laughs> so cool. So don't ruin the quite, moment. <laughs> that is quite a, a pact we have. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. All right. All right. So that Han, seals it. Han sure. Dynasty, right? That's that golden age, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. Now, after every golden age, there's a lull period. Now, still things are happening, right? Um, some interesting uh, anecdotal things. Um, in 550. Um, uh, Christian monks smuggle silkworms out of China, divulging the methods of silk production Enter to the outside hat. of the world. 
What's it? Under his hat. Oh, under his hat. Yes. Oh, because the question I had here oh, is man. where did they were... hide these worms in their body? Yeah. Those were probably Jesuits. Because oh. Jesuits well, no. are usually pretty cool, but they no, were- No, the they're... Jesuits, I think, come up to a lot of later. Oh, these are good. actually Nestorians. Oh, great. So I don't All think right, Nestorians cool. so even exist pricks. anymore. All right. okay. So they were pricks. <laughs> awesome. Because Jesuits are cool. <laughs> the Jesuits are in the Ming Dynasty. Okay. I think they come later. Cool. Um, I will- Probably that. just to be pals, right? Uh, <laughs> totes. Okay. Everyone just totes. wants friendship at the end of the day, yeah. and to be to want to be loved. <laughs> oh, you know what? Okay, speaking of wanting to be loved and friendship, because I'm afraid that they're gonna get cold. Oh hell yeah! Oh, let's do it. But these are pork buns from Chinatown, and they might have gone. Oh my god, I'm oh. so excited. That's okay to uh, eat them. I am very well. excited. And also, if you want to have awesome. a bite of that and have a bite of this, oh, yeah? it's like perfect little like. It's like pickled. Um, you don't have to. I'll do it. This this, this reminds me actually. Uh, don't eat the paper. It was right. actually the same era uh, around around the 500, 600s where toilet paper was first used in China. So, <laughs> I'm glad we're talking about that. Right, right. So, bite into a pork bun. Yep. Mm. Yeah. Mm. They got a little cold. Yeah, they're great though. Mm. These are great. <laughs> oh my god! Thank you so much. This is awesome. This is my favorite thing. <laughs> this is great. Food is my love language. Where's this from? These are fun. A fun little bakery right off the um, train and Canal Street in Chinatown. Um, shit, I cannot for the life of me remember the name of the bakery. Um, but it's right next to a place I was going to get. I was going to bring a tea smoked duck, but I thought that that would be too much. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know but, what? We can go sometime together. Well, I went to. I'm just gonna do a little plug for Uncle Lou's because they're they're gonna okay. sponsor. So uh, <laughs> check out the sponsor of the show tonight, Uncle Lou's in Chinatown. Um, I went there for dinner. We had salt and pepper pork. Mm. We had chicken cha um noodles, crisp over crispy noodles. Oh yeah. We had. Minced pork and fried uh, um, string beans. Ooh, yes. Oh, yeah. We had wontons and hot oil. Mm -hmm. It's Cali pancakes, which I just love. Um, and we had, oh, there was one other thing. Oh, salt and pepper pork chops. Hell yeah. <sighs> and you're having a pork bun. Yeah, and I'm having a pork <laughs> bun right now. Well, I'm, a fat, I'm a fat guy. <laughs> okay. Yeah, you know, when I got a little stung before. And, <laughs> All right. This is awesome. Wait, and okay, but all, all gifts, so this is just something for us to share because hospitality is important and there are sort of rules to hospitality, which is to keep your guests constantly engaged and, and be constantly offering stuff or whatever, but... This is our Chinese, by the way. Talking <laughs> <laughs> right? about food. But real gifts are supposed to come in twos. You notice mm -hmm. that our, uh, our, our guests brought us these spicy uh, little things and some little candies. It's, it's an auspicious thing. You do it in mm -hmm. pairs. Mm -hmm. um, I brought one of my other famous Ooh. favorite. These are almond cookies. Oh, yeah. Of course, we love those. And I brought a little pineapple cake. Oh, okay. oh my God. Those are this the best. Amazing. Yeah. This is, this is, so you share a pot of tea mm -hmm. and you hang out. But listen, you show up to my house for a pot of tea. You're not showing up for one pot of tea. It's very rude. Because <laughs> a pot of tea makes a couple of pots. You know, you just keep adding some hot water and you let it steep. So 
at the second pot of tea, you say, oh, you know, I don't, I'm taking up too much time with you. I, I really got to get out of here. And it's my job to say, no, 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 no. There's some more stuff coming out. And then I bring out more snacks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But there's this, there's this like game of insisting and refusing. And it That's usually like... <laughs> goes in a cycle of like threes. Oh, no, I, I, I don't want to be a bother. No, come on. I insist. No, no, please. It's too much work. No, no, no. You have to sit down. Who All taught right, you well, that? It's just good manners. It's just It is I, good manners. But like what, like recently I realized, oh, that is like some like passive Chinese people bullshit. And like it's something we also need like Chinese people just, hey, my people, stop doing that. Be direct, okay? <laughs> All right, well, I feel a little left out, so I think I'm going to give my offering as well. We got to oh wash God. those pork buns down with some Oh, yeah. Some oh, herbal tea. oh, yeah. <laughs> this is one of the most popular drinks on the planet. Oh, other yeah. Than Coke. My husband and loves contaminated this. water. Yep. This is. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right, so I want us to cheers before we get into my favorite dynasty, oh, yeah. which is the Tang. Let's move on to the Tang Dynasty, okay? Oh, yeah. 6, 18, 9, 7. This is my favorite dynasty. It's just Dang. super cool. It's oh, super yeah. cool. It's super fun. It's oh, the best yeah. one. All right. Cool stuff happened. Uh, we got wood. It's not Tang. It's Tong. Yeah, I said it. I said it right. It's just these microphones. It's oh, it's the microphones, the microphones that are wrong. Hearing you wrong. <laughs> yes. This is like the only era, like only time in China ever where like, a woman who's uh, more curvy is considered as the beauty center mm. of the society. Mm. Bring that back, hey! <laughs> Chinese people, bring that back! Normalize that butt. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Talk about that tag. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> all right, all right. All right, so lots of other sexy stuff happens. Uh, Woodblock printing is invented. Mm -hmm. um, the Diamond Sutra is the earliest printed book in 868 AD. I actually don't know what it's about. Do you know what the what is the contents of the Diamond Sutra? Oh, Jin Gang Jin. Oh, um, so um, it is uh, it is like a Buddhist. It's like Buddhist, like I don't know specific, like essay. It's like a Quran. Okay, and. Okay. But mostly there are different ways. Like one, it it, it casts out like evil spirit. Okay. Two, it um makes you center yourself again and be content. Mm. And a lot of people like to recite them, memorize them, and recite over and over again. Um, I personally never read it. Uh, it's, I tr it's sorry. sort of like a it's almost like a cross in that in that way between like a grimoire or something, a book of spells. And sort of like a, a religious text or like a, or like a, a prayer, almost mm -hmm. a codified prayer. Right, right. Yes. Um, that's kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, there's a way uh, this, because uh, it's like kind of long. So a way people read it is they would put like, they would ha have the whole text um, out on paper and put it in a metal bucket and put it on the wall, like, where it can you spin can spin the, the ball, so mm. you need like you put your palm over it, so every three hundred six degree the bucket spins. That means you read it through you once. Recited the thing. Yes, because even if you're not actually reading, it, yes, it's like counts as a recitation. Because yes, mm -hmm. it's mm -hmm. about like you are doing this ritual, you're worshiping it, your heart is in good faith, in good place. So it's you, quote unquote, counts. Yeah, you need to yeah. you need to get a certain amount of points. <laughs> to get to the, the boss level. <laughs> right, right. 
Um, so a lot of cool uh, literary stuffs happening around this time. You have the famous poets Levi, Levi and Du yes. Fu. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that reminds me of that. There's that poet that's always drunk. What's his name? Oh, thank you. That's him. <laughs> that's Levi. Levi. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> He's famous for being drunk and uh, cool. um, writing. Um, Magnificent poem out of bitterness. Okay, you're yeah. welcome. <laughs> I did that recently myself. So what? So like Levi? I thought Levi was more of like, yeah, he's so, yeah, he, like like is he more? But see, so he's not the more fun one of the two. He is fun. He's fun, but he is also bitter. I see. Uh he it's like Jack Kerouac versus uh, who's that other cranky Bukowski. He's more well, like Bukowski, a Bukowski's fun, but he's a mean mm, alcoholic. Because okay. because because <laughs> Fu, I thought was more, I don't know, maybe more somber yeah. or more emotional. Yes, he Dufu writes a lot of poems about like, uh, I worry, uh, my heart is in the same place with everyone under the sun. Mm. I worry about like how they're not getting enough food, enough like shelter. It's like from a very. Um, benevolent place of heart. But Levi is more like he's very romantic. Mm -hmm. And he's always talking about the moon, um, the blue sky, oh, okay. the waterfall, and how it makes him feel. Mm -hmm. Dufu is more like sad. Okay. He's just straight up kind of sad. Emotionally, are you more of a Levi or a Dufu? Uh, neither. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I've been content and happy, okay. so uh, yeah. So, so maybe you're more like our next person that we're going to talk about, which is the mighty Empress Wu Zetan. Uh, <laughs> she is. Uh, she's like a warrior, not warrior. <laughs> she's merciless. I don't know if you. I don't know if in, in your note it talks about this of her. Um, when she was still just the wife, one of the wives of um uh, the emperor, like when her husband was still the emperor. Mm -hmm. Um, like her second husband, mm -hmm. the queen back then, uh, she was trying to take the place of the queen. Yeah. Yeah. We got, we have that. Yeah. 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 That's she, a wild story. she had a daughter and she framed the queen yep. choking her baby daughter to death while yeah. she's the one who did this it. This is wild. This yes. is wild. So, so, okay. So we have Same Empress. Lady Macbeth bullshit. Wu, Wu, oh yeah. Wu Zetan, right? She's like, yes. she's the first and only. Empress, right? Yes. She started as a concubine and climbs her way to the top and does all this. There's all this like palace intrigue and all this stuff, yes. right? And she married to two emperors, mm -hmm, father and mm -hmm, the son. Mm -hmm. oh, so the yeah. story I understand with the dear penthouse for <laughs> So the, I, my understanding is that she strangles her her own infant daughter to frame the Empress Wang for the crime. Right? Yes, and then. Then she becomes the empress. Yes. You know what she did to the empress mm. after she was in position? She, uh, this the thing called, this is a very dark trigger warning. Um, <laughs> yeah, we're getting into gold star territory. <laughs> we probably should have mentioned that before the infanticide. But. Uh, so, because uh, she's so revengeful, mm -hmm. she put the, after the empress was not like, she's just like a person, she's not in any position anymore. She put, she cut off her limbs mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and put her body in a wooden bucket and sealed uh, with a lid that only has like, only like that with a center has her like around her neck. So this person just lives in 
endless. Holy shit, mm. she was alive for all of that? Yeah. Because so she, she made sure her, she stayed alive. She had her limbs amputated. Yes. And put her in a bucket. Uh-huh. And then sealed a lid around her neck so that only her head protruded yes. from the bucket. So she and was she still feeding her. Like yes. Wow. She's still feeding her like food and water. But then who's like shitting and pissing in the same bucket. Yeah, and the bucket that your body's in. Yes. Well, that's like. gross. Yes, it is. Ooh. Sorry, trigger Do you duck. shit and piss in a different bucket than you bleed in? I do it all in the same one. It is incredible. Uh, <laughs> can, I, can I say something though? That is not the worst thing she's done. No, it's not. Do you not. know what the worst thing she's done was? <laughs> she uh, also killed a few of her adult sons. Mm. Yeah, that too. Yeah, but, but how many of them had it coming? Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's actually <laughs> not what I was going to say. <laughs> she banned cats from the palace. Not okay. I didn't know that. She banned cats from the palace. You know why? Because one of her, the concubine rivals of hers, like exclaimed that. You know, she hopes that in another life that 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 concubine is reborn as a cat and that Wu Zetan is reborn as a mouse, that she can bite her throat for each it consecutive life thereafter. So she banned wow. cats. Yeah. I didn't know this that. This woman is a monster. Oh yeah. Um Save the do, you cat. Have, do you have any cats? I have three cats, oh, actually. Okay. What are their names, and how big are they, and what do they look like, and what are their looks like? <laughs> so it's two girls, one boy. The boy belongs to my husband. He is a turd, uh, but he is okay. really cute. The other two is Jamiroquai. Um, I didn't give her the name. My best friend, Chris Yeah, she is the best. She is the awesome best. band from uh, the 90s. That's what I heard. <laughs> and the other one is Colorado. They're all sweet cats, but... Uh, um. But here's, I didn't know. Yeah, yeah. But that sounds like something she would do. Because she also was, um, she also um, had her like a little um, lover boys. Mm -hmm. And uh, her and her daughter also shared some lover boys. Ooh. Yes. Ooh. And which gave the lover boys some power and they started to do bad things because uh, they're like, they're power tripping. That's the right. word we use. They're power tripping. Mm. And they're like killing people and taking a lot of money and they're killed as well. Mm. Then Wu Zetian was like, you have you have all of those because I gave it to you and you're abusing this? Fuck you. Yeah. Um, had it coming. See, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> Sometimes true. Sometimes they had it coming. That's very true. And the thing is, I do. Is she a good mother? No, but I but do. Neither am I. So I, I think I'll be a really good mom. Oh, yeah, honestly, um, I think you would be too. <laughs> and um, when she was dead, all her tomb. When she was like about to die, she told people, "Do not put any words on my tombstone because mm. I don't have. I don't need to say anything about myself. Oh. I'll let other people decide." How they think oh. of me. I'm okay. That's, that's some, a fucking baller ass boast. I know. That's a hardcore badass. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I'm going to use that. I'm going to yeah. use that because it's probably also it right. cheaper to not have anything extra <laughs> to it. I'll say no. Just like Louis A. Tan. I don't want. You know. In this day and age of inflation, you know what? Uh, yeah. Wow. 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 What can be said about Andre? Well, that can't be said about <laughs> damn much. <laughs> the best tombstone uh, is from, um, what's his name? Oh, Rodney Dangerfield. Rodney Dangerfield. What was it? Oh, there goes the neighborhood. That's, that's <laughs> oh. his tombstone. 
All right. All right. Fascinating. Uh, Rodney Dangerfield, of course, was not uh, part of the Tang Dynasty. But use well. promo code Rodney Dangerfield <laughs> International Lounge to get 30% off your subscription. You get 30% to off of Planet the, Fitness. The inscription on your tombstone. All right. Excellent. All right. Good. So this brings us into the Song Dynasty. Yes. 960 to 1279 AD. Okay, lots of things, like a lot of production of things. I have to, I can't, I was trying to stop it, but when there's a song in your heart. <laughs> okay. Go on. That's it's lovely. Just, That's lovely. We can, we can edit that. That we're editing it, No, no, no. It. it actually, same spell, S-O-N-G. So it yeah. is song. That's See? beautiful. <laughs> it turns out I was right. You were right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. So, a lot of uh, in, uh, production of things in this era, right? Salt, iron. Europe is way behind at yeah. this at this stage, right? Um, lots of other things. There's like the rise to power of eunuchs, and eunuchs are very interesting in like the way they gained a lot of power. I, I think it, it's sort of, you know, in in one sense, okay, because because they don't have heirs. They're, you know, they can be, you know, they're having these high military positions. Mm-hmm. There isn't that worry. And also. Also just, I mean, imagine how productive a guy can be when he's not spending half his oh, day yeah. playing it with It makes him. all the difference. Yes. It makes all the difference. <laughs> and um, they did a lot of things. They basically did a lot, almost all the dirty work for mm-hmm. the emperors. Mm-hmm. So people don't blame like, oh, emperor is not the one. They don't think emperor mm. is the one behind it. They think mm. you guys are the bad one. So mm. they're kind of punks and tools. It's yeah. really sad. It, it's actually, yeah, there's it... a lot of like writings, like shit talking eunuchs, but it's, right. it's really like, it's all written by the people that hate them, that hate them because yeah. they didn't have those high positions. Yeah. Right. Is, is there also, because when you think about, um, and, and this might be an odd tangent, so let me know if I'm being an idiot here, but, um, in, in Chinese opera and Chinese theater, for example, there are a lot of these like archetypes that kind of follow, um, you know, well, there are sort of archetypes, right? Mm-hmm. They kind of follow certain patterns or whatever. There's there's a, a hero, there's a villain, and they have the either the colored masks or mm-hmm. a typical whatever. Yes, in um, Peking Opera or uh, Sichuan Opera especially. Right. Yeah. Um, but then there's also a couple of these characters that are like there's a trickster character and there's the there's like the bad bad guy and then there's like the good bad guy, like the good guy's friend who fucks stuff up. <laughs> like you know, and as as the through the development of that storytelling and the development of those uh, operatic cultures or whatever, mm-hmm. they, they began to sort of break down the archetypes into smaller parts or whatever. But it seems as though um Culturally, there's a hmm, like a a role for a villain that serves a purpose, like in their history, having a, a having a eunuch in a place of power, kind of fulfills two roles: someone that we can give the dirty jobs to because they have no honor, they have, they sire no children, they don't have to worry about it, so they can fulfill a not so glamorous job but also they're an easy scapegoat if things go wrong oh the eunuch did it yes uh and yes and please um it's because like um even though those are like historic figures they're like back in the days they probably don't even speak the same language as today but i always believe at the end of the day it's all people people go through the same emotions 
throughout history. So those people, they definitely do a lot of bad things. Especially if you give a wounded person with no good intention,、right. you give a lot of power to those kind of people. They're gonna abuse that power. Yeah, why would you expect anything? Yes. Else? Yeah. And they sometimes it would, especially when um it's um very powerful eunuch, uh meets a uh indecisive emperor, then that's where the shit goes down. Especially, but this is and also another thing, just like me speaking from a. Point of view of a woman, a lot of the eunuchs, even though they don't have their、uh, genitals, they still have this desire for a woman. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Sure, and, yeah, yeah, it doesn't change a person's. Yes,、yeah. they would、um, force women to marry them.、Uh, a lot of times, they beca- would adopt kids as well. Yes,、yeah. and a lot of times when they have like so-called wives, because they cannot actually have sex with those their wives, they would like abuse the shit out of their wives. Really,、oh, yes, yes, that is so.、Uh, We have this phrase in Chinese like every person who you pity、um, has something、uh, to be to be despised for.、Mm. Yeah, which is also very true till、uh. now, even in America. How do you、yeah. say it in Chinese? 可怜之人必有可恨之处 Yes, they a lot、oh. of times they would also hurt people because、yeah. they come from they're wounded. They、uh. have. Like like insecurities, blah blah blah. They hurt people. It's very natural. So I, I changed my mind. I, I actually、phrase. I want my tombstone to be that phrase. Yeah, I think that would be more fitting.、Uh, <laughs> 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 you're probably yours probably should be both of you guys should be a、uh, um a likable person must have admirable secrets.、Mm. I give good compliments. Well, we're gonna be buried together in the same、yeah. tomb. Oh,、um, we just do、yeah. one. One、I'm、that gonna... saves. That's the, you, you actually you save just half the price. All right. So this brings us to the Mongol rule. Okay. Yes. Twelve seventy nine. Genghis Khan conquers northern China. Yes. Okay. That's 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 your hometown. Yeah. Uh, his tomb is like he's not his real tomb. Uh, he, okay. I'm gonna talk about his tomb. After this, but his tomb is like thirty minutes drive from my home. Like I live in、oh, the、really? city, city, but it's like really close. So,、well, what's the name of the city that you live? Huhaot, Huhaot. Um, and uh, how, what? So Mongols, how they bury people, especially like warriors, because they don't want their body to be found. Because in their words, they hurt people. Some people、mm-hmm. hate them.、Mm-hmm. So what they would do is they would have a whore. They would have the people wrapped up in a、uh, like. A cl- piece of cloth, and wrap them around with ropes, and then tie the rope to a horse, and let the horse drag it forever. Yes, it, and where it just breaks apart. Yes, whenever the the rope breaks, and the horse is going to keep running. That's、mm. where the so called like God intend this person to rest forever. Oh wow! But of course, it's not going to happen to him like that because he is the Almighty, like、mm. Emperor, whatever.、Um, So in his tomb, there's only his、uh, clothes,、um, and his like, like warrior and what is called the armor,、mm-hmm. um, but not his real、uh, body.、Oh, yeah, so do we, they don't know where his body is. No one knows. Ooh,、yeah. that's exciting.、Mm-hmm. That's awesome. We got yeah him, Alexander the Great. That's another one where we don't know where the body is. That's pretty interesting. We got him.、Mm-hmm. Um, Who's the?、Uh, um, she was on the boat with Robert Ragnar and、um, allegedly Christopher Walken.、Uh, what's her name? Oh come on!、Uh, 
Kublai Khan? No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what the hell is her name? Well, Natalie Wood, right. Yeah. Genghis Khan, Alexander <laughs> the Great, Natalie Wood. Yeah, we don't all, know where the bodies all are. All great leaders. And everyone who ever jumped into a river that has a lot of fish in there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so what's interesting, right? So we always, we, you know, we're often quoting the statistic about Genghis Khan, right? So mm. about his lineage, right? So apparently- A they're... third of the planet? Well, okay. So I looked it up, right? Because everyone's like, oh, 90% of human beings are related right. to Genghis Khan. We get all kinds of stats, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I looked it up. So it was- 60% actually... of facts are made up. <laughs> mm-hmm. So apparently uh, a Y chromosome study showed that 0.5% of the world's population is related to him. Okay, so that's just slightly more than Kevin Bacon, mm. just according to chromosomal. Just analysis. a little bit more. Yes, yes, yes. So I don't know. What is the stat? Have you heard different stats on that? 0.5% of the planet. Yeah. I mean, which is still a lot of That is a lot. Fuck a lot yeah. of people. Yeah. What's the population of the planet now? Eight billion or something? I thought that was okay. seven. Eight eight. Just crossed oh, whoa. Eight. Okay, 0.5% of eight billion. Well, the, the listeners at home can do the math. That. <laughs> Let's hope they can. <laughs> so when we grew up uh, in history books, we only learned that he conquered a lot. He uh, killed a lot. We, we In our history books, we don't talk about how much he uh, raped. Um, yeah, yeah. So I don't I actually don't know about that piece of information until yeah. I came to America. Oh, really? I'm like, oh. hey, of course he did that. Like, yeah. they're like movies that they just like and TV shows they slightly imply that, but mm. in the extremely subtle way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh, that is what that is about. Mm. Didn't he set Rome on fire or something? Like, he was, was that? It was the Mongols. It was at his era, possibly. Probably one of his sons, maybe. And also, back in the days from his era, it is like very common for um, the tribe leaders just to abduct each other's wives, battle brides. Yeah, and sometimes they would like get each other's wives back, and they just don't know who this baby it belongs to. And they Mm -hmm. even have the in some tribes they even have the. Uh, it's fucked up culture, but um, it's uh okay. The father died. Now the father's wives is almost like more how Mormons do it. Um, uh, and like the brothers, if an, one died, the other one wants to take care of this woman. Now you're his wife as like well. Sister wives or whatever. yeah. Mm. Yoza. Cool, groovy. Well, yeah, I mean, well, <laughs> well, well, one of his his many many offspring is, of course, his grandson Kublai Khan. Oh, I say Arab yes. Yeah, yeah. All right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So he defeats the Southern Song in 1279. And in Xanadu, did Kublai Khan a stately pleasure dome decree? Mm. Sorry, go on. Where is Xanadu? Isn't there a Xanadu region? There's a uh, there's a strip club in uh, Toronto. I sure, think, that's, that's the one. That's yeah. that that must be it. <laughs> okay, yeah. all right. So uh, he de- so uh, Kublai Khan defeats the Southern Song in 1279 and proclaims himself emperor of the Yuan Dynasty. Um, around this time, Marco Polo spends 21 years serving Kublai and his court. Yeah, there's a uh, there's a show called Marco Polo. Yeah, yeah, about yeah. I'm not gonna do it. I'm not gonna do the joke. What what do you got Marco. here? Marco. Polo. Yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Brilliant. Brilliant. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, of course, uh, I, out of water. Is, is that is that game uh 
derived from the fact that he went missing for 21 years. I'm pretty sure. And they just kept shouting his name on the streets of Venice. Yeah. And And he was a fish out of water. (laughs) Certainly, certainly. Mm -hmm. Well, lovely, lovely. Um, So around the same era, um, there were the secret societies of the Red Turbans and the White Lotus-led peasant rebellions, which I didn't know about the White Lotus. uh, So perhaps uh, season three of HBO's uh, White Lotus could take place. uh, yeah, maybe they'll have it in a peasant village in uh, medieval Mongolia, perhaps. Uh, do you know much about <laughs> these uh, secret societies? Uh, not much, but I know in like historically, they were like depicted as like they're bad. Mm, but okay. also just like, of course, who wrote the history? People in position. Yeah, the winners. Right. Right. Yes. It's just like, and why are people rebelling? Because you treat them like shit. Yeah. All right. So. Now, 1368, Zhu Yong Zheng forced the Mongols out of China, becoming the emperor of the Ming dynasty. Yes. All right. So this is a cool one, too. Uh, this is where we have the Forbidden City, which is mm-hmm. a walled city with an uh, imperial, yes. imperial palace inside. There's so much cool okay. stuff going on there. Uh, 1421, Beijing becomes the official capital. Yes. All right. Uh, the Great Wall is reinforced. It's extended, uh, faced with brick. Um, there's all these kinds of like sea expeditions uh, under uh, Zheng Hu, Zheng He, Zheng Ho, Zheng Ho. Ho. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Think... Guessing game. What is it I'm saying? I want to let you struggle. So he's super cool. Uh, he's a Muslim eunuch he, yes. admiral, and he reaches Africa mm-hmm. on his on his expedition. He's the very model of a modern major general. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, what are your What are your thoughts on the Ming Dynasty? Ming Dynasty is um, the Bling Dynasty. Oh yeah, <laughs> it was kind of. <laughs> I enjoyed that actually. Because <laughs> Zhuang Zheng killed a lot of people to mm. come in position, killed mm. his brothers. Well, that always happens in like struggle of power, but sure. he specifically killed a lot of people. Um, Ming Dynasty it, it feels kind of special because. That's the last dynasty that's um with the emperor that's um a person like from the descent of Han because mm, okay. the Qing dynasty is again a lot of like they're uh very <laughs> close to Mongols but not the same they're um they're Man mm-hmm. um so so sorry to uh, interrupt you but uh we're talking about a couple of uh, ethnicities now. Yes. That, and this is a time where that begins to be a little bit more involved in the political changes. Yes. Because uh, as, as far as I understand it, and correct me if I'm wrong, but it's around this time that um, the difference between Mon, Han, um, et cetera, it starts to sort of come to a head, sort of foment some... That is in Qing Dynasty. But this is where it sort of begins maybe... Or we're not quite there. We're not at that lead up yet. Uh, oh, we're almost there. Okay. Because um, Ming Dynasty, it is uh, it is kind of a short dynasty. Uh-huh. And there a lot of emperors from this dynasty are like, they're just like sad people. They're they don't kind of mm. one-offs just doing their yeah. own. I miss, up, the Han, I miss the Han now. Same, right? Yeah. It is. <laughs> it's so sad. Uh, and uh. a lot of those people, they don't want to be. When the dynasty goes, keeps going, like a lot of people 
who are emperors, they don't want to be emperors. Oh, that's kind of why the, the the whole thing about the Forbidden City, why it was built, was to try to not necessarily alienate the ruling class, but like they were also frail and <laughs> terrified that they built. They literally built a a labyrinthine 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 yeah, yeah. city around themselves yeah, yeah. that yes. nobody was allowed in. to yeah. keep the like the peasants super sad. out super yes. sad oh sad. poor little rich boys yeah so then this brings us then into the Qing dynasty in 1644 right wait I'm sorry before we move on I because I have this burning question that I yeah. could not for the life of me yeah. let's go fine but there are so in the forbidden city on the on the awnings of those buildings there are the little figures, mm-hmm. um, the, the, the horse of heaven, the yes. lion, the fish one. There's, but different, uh, so different amounts of them. If there's all nine of them, that's like only the emperor's house. And yes. if there's seven, it's like royals and officials. And if it's five, it's magistrates. And if it's three, it's concubines, stuff like that. What? Um, but what are those called, those little figures? Uh... A lot of them, there. That depends. It's uh, I need like, to see. Like if I were just, just if I was in the Forbidden City and I were to point at them and go, "Oh, there's only three, what? Or oh, there's five, what? On this building, there are because they should be all different. Because yeah. for emperors, it's uh, dragons, right? And for um, like oh, so it, even the actual figures, yes, it's not just the number of them, yes, it's, uh, the figures themselves change, yes, because oh, if you are nothing but an emperor, you're not u- allowed to use um, dragon. Uh, if you use dragon, it is a, like a different format of like it's something like not really dragon, but something yeah, like, this- like a river, like yes, a water. It has thing. it instead of have five claws, it has four claws, and only the queen is allowed to use um phoenix. Ah. And if a concubine has anything that has phoenix on there, that's like, oh, you're this ambitious, do you want to kill me to take my position? Uh, that concubine is dead, okay? So it is very a whole a very it's sort of own crazy signaling thing. Yes, just to keep people in their position, huh. which is a very uh, it's like pure oppression. Yeah, yeah. So if like a lot, even like it, in this times, people uh, who are not in royal family, someone so if someone wants to frame them, like uh, as like oh you're trying to like rule over the current dynasty, they would put like a uh, a coat. With um the um, like dragon with five claws embroidered in the sh- in the coat and like he he wants to like kill the whole people and if uh if a prince he's like brothers want to frame him they would just like okay secretly add one more claw onto the oh so they secretly change the clothing yes. <laughs> to frame people so they like less it's like a it's like a an elaborate kick me sign yeah it is uh really fucked up but so um, nuts i know okay that yeah cool all right awesome all right, so let's get into the qing dynasty okay mm-hmm. 1644 Finally. so now uh the Basically, the map of China that we know today basically comes from this yes. around this this era, right? Uh, lots of uh, key, you know big figures here. Interesting, more uh, trivia fact: General So, like the, from like the General So's chicken, so yes. actually comes from this era, right? Yes, he's from the Qing Dynasty, but he would have not. There was no 
that that dish would he would not have known anything about. So Sun Kong was not a chef. No. Okay. No. I'm just saying. That's <laughs> like if that's like if we if 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 uh, three hundred years from now. Somebody was like, hey, remember General Boyardee? <laughs> How important he was to the American Revolution? He was. He was. They had nothing to complete history. Yeah, the Battle of Beefaroni was, uh, was quite, quite remarkable. He was brave. There. Um, anyway, so he's from, he's from Hunan. Um, now, super cool. Uh, another cool figure uh, from this era is uh, Zheng Yi Xiao. She's a female pirate. Zheng Yi Xiao. I don't know her. Oh. Yeah. So tell me. I more. don't know that much about her. All I know is that she's a female pirate. She's badass. Uh, garnered a lot of wealth. The Lady of the Sea. Uh, Hell yeah. She's there's like a. She's. I think there is a character of her in one of the Pirates of the Caribbean movies. <laughs> uh, that's all. So I know. you know it's legit. <laughs> so that's that is <laughs> historical fact. Yeah. If it's uh, if it's. Uh, in a Johnny Depp movie. Yeah, I don't even read books anymore. <laughs> I, just... I gotta look her up. Yeah, look I her don't up. She's think super I'd... interesting. Yeah. Um, all right, but now, now we start to get to this decline of the empire, yes. right? Yes. Uh, uh, a big uh, towards the end, you have a dowager empress. Uh, Come on. Come on. I know this. You got I this. Know this. Sushi. Nope. Sushi. Very Sushi. close. Sushi. Sushi. Yeah, I don't know what's wrong with these microphones. Third tone. Yeah. You got it. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. She is someone uh we supposed to hate her. Yeah. Uh, I mean like Yeah, but it's hard to she's one of those villains in history that's like, oh, it's so much cooler yes. listening to her story yes. than everybody else because she's awesome. <laughs> she's nuts. Yeah, she She uh, imprisoned her son. <laughs> she built a oh, bunch yeah. of palaces. Yes. She's cookie. Yes. Uh, <laughs> she's like Cruella DeVille. <laughs> but at the same time, uh during the invasion invasion and um during the opium war um mm-hmm. by UK she actually is the one who signed off a lot of like um those bills that we had like we lost land, we lost yeah, a lot I mean, of this is money. Where goes and stuff, to, yeah. to the Brits, yes. Right? And also um one one the we call like the eight country united army, uh when they invaded Beijing, she just ran away. She left the whole city of her people who Pay tax yeah. to like support her lifestyle, blah blah. She failed to protect, provide them like, with protection. She fucked and, off to the Winter Palace. Yes. Yeah, mm, yeah, yeah. She went to so uh, awesome. It was just awesome. <laughs> yes. If you if you have a chance to visit the Winter Palace, go. Yes. It's crazy. Um. So, uh, General Saul was was also he's the one who answers to her, mm. and because. She, he um she asked him to sign off like to help her sign off all of those bills as well. Mm-hmm. So we don't really like him neither. Oh, like oh. you brought like so much shame uh to us, but like those are oh, all so fuck him then. Why yeah. it's all his historic figures, <laughs> who well, cares? Sort of, it's like another one of those things like Patton or whatever. It's mm-hmm. like, yeah, he was an impactful person, but he's kind of a monster. Yes. Uh-huh. But he also did good things. He also yeah. helped to build um uh the like the 
beta type of some really incredible universities today. They start with like those high level education, small schools. Now they're one of the few top universities in China. He is like also one of those like good. He did good things. He did bad Mm. things, but like Colonel Sanders. Yeah. Sanders, uh, Captain, Captain Crunch, Crunch. yes. Captain yeah. <laughs> Crunch did some awful things at sea, yeah. some uh, treasonous, uh, uh, horrific. The, uh, in, uh, <laughs> in Germany, there's a breakfast cereal a guy called Baron von Struthwaffle. Is it savory or is it sweet? They're like Struthwaffles. They're like tiny little breakfast Struthwaffles. So it's like a little crispy thing with like syrup. Oh, that sounds good. Yum, yeah, Baron mm-hmm. von Struthwaffle. But, I'll, you know, it's like. The cartoon military garb that he's wearing, mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, it's cartoon or whatever, but yeah. it's a little suggestive. It's a little, Ugh. yeah, <laughs> yummy, a nutritious breakfast. Right. Okay, so this brings us to some rebellions coming up. We got yes. the Taiping rebellion. <laughs> well, all right, go on. <laughs> all right, we've got the Taiping rebellion. Mm-hmm. All right, followed by uh, 1899, the Boxer Rebellion, right? So yes. this is this oh. anti-colonial uprising. They killed a lot of, of, uh, of preachers of from the West. So yes, it was around this time that I understand the occupying British outlawed the practice of most martial arts. And closed down martial arts schools and stuff all over China. Mm-hmm. But there was an exception uh, for uh, monastic religious practice of Tai Chi. Yes. And it is also around this time, following a few of the failed precursors to the actual Boxer Rebellion, uh, where there were towns that were left with almost no men to defend anybody because of the British occupation. And that's when a woman who I believe her name was Wing Chun developed a style of um, efficiency boxing based on following Chi Meridians because she was an acupuncturist. Oh, I don't know. I, I, I don't know about the story. Know, uh, Keep telling so me about this it. This is the, 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 the legend that I've heard that may be a composite of facts or might mm-hmm. be pure fiction, but I under, as I understand it, Wing Chun as a practice of boxing was initially developed by this acupuncturist who was trying to um, arm without armaments her local population of mostly diminutive men, children, and women uh, with a very efficient way to replace size for or size and power with speed. That and, makes sense. That sounds like something people would do. It's like, yeah. okay, we don't have the strength. We have to be solution-oriented. Let's go with speed and accuracy. Yeah. A quick jam to the solar plexus. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, pretty much disarms anybody no matter how big you are and if you if you practice hard enough being quick enough um you can be whatever yeah. and anyway that i'm pretty sure wing chun was then used by bruce lee when he was developing his jeet kundo wing chun dummies are widely used throughout all kinds of uh boxing training programs not not just chinese boxing but you know the that the iconic you know, multi is sort of spinning turret. Yung dummy, Chun. Yes. Or, yeah. Yes. Um, that's supposedly a Wing Chun, you know, boxing the mentor of Bruce Lee. Yeah. Yes. 
Um, um, anyway, that's the that's the story that I heard, and I think when you contextualize it in that time, it's actually quite a beautiful hero story. I wish there was a movie. Yeah, that's super cool. You know, it probably <laughs> will be because uh, I'm like, okay, I'm thinking how the like kung fu movies like this mostly centered yeah. like a lot of like men hero, but uh, um, yeah, we're due for a, a that would be lady a, bad. Be oh yeah, <laughs> uh, but I do want to point out the um. The the boxer boxing rebellion, mm -hmm. they are less a lot less cooler than they sound on paper. Mm -hmm. Even though they come from a place, uh, they're like, oh, like we're trying to like fight against like imperialism. Yes, but they're not that. They what they mostly do, they're not going after people with power and arm like arms, not arms, um, fire uh, arms. They're going after. Preachers who are um, defenseless. Mm. They're coming after even a village Chinese villagers oh, who really? got um uh, like who probably got like some like some uh, white preachers stopped here. They give them the blood, like whatever the preacher preaching, and they kind of start to blood go. Oh, because everyone is living under starvation, extremely poverty. They cannot afford anything. So it's like anything that seems like can give them hope as like even just spiritual savior, they're going to take that. Right. And so, so under the guise of uh, like uh, unified China or some sort of nationalistic whatever, it was actually just sort of thugs This group being specifically. Oh, really? Yes. Yeah, okay. They were killing yeah. people it was mostly who... mostly just about fear-based hatred of a foreigner and not really about unifying China. Yeah. that's But that's what they... That's but their that's slogan. The, yeah, under the guise of being unified. Oh, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's crazy because there's nothing in the news lately that reminds me of that. Sure. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> Absolutely not. All right. <laughs> so <laughs> now we're 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 nearing the end of the empire, right? Mm. The last emperor, the child emperor Puyi. Oh, yes. so what's well, he was like a little baby. He was like literally like a little baby emperor. His little guy. Yeah. Then up. he grew up. He teamed up with the Japanese oh. who oh. invaded China. Whoops. Um. So and um. Just a kid. He, yeah. <laughs> he he even guy. uh took their help and started another um so called like his own empire in the really? northeast of China. Oh. Where still it's just like oppressing people okay. and Ooh. it's just the way of of uh Japanese invaders trying to use the name of him to actually to legitimize their stake in like, yes mm. well, so fucked okay guys this is a lot less cute than i was mm -hmm. yeah he that. also lost a few of his the like wives but yeah. uh he he died in peace mm. oh, eventually okay. yeah good for him good for him well the thing about child leaders is that it's always a sign of bad times yeah. it's always a red flag right oh, like, yeah they weren't this the best one for the job no come on <laughs> there, there you know was... king tut that was just a sign of, of that's of, true of, he was doing of, okay. a bad time and they just put him in there God, same thing here there's one emperor in Qing dynasty he actually got in position as a child mm. but he is one of those like excellent sort of like a Doogie Howser yeah Hauser kid. <laughs> he was like pretending to listen to the 
um, the general manager's uh, whatever requests, and he was secretly doing his own thing. Yeah, he was. He cultivated a um, a team of children who practice martial arts, and they plan on taking him down <laughs> together. Because even though this person is like, <laughs> like has like really strong, has a lot of like battlefield experience, but when it's so many people crowd you up together. You just Shit, had not do anything. <laughs> yes, that's nuts. And that's that's how he planned to take power from the general manager. Huh. He was a child, but everyone is different. Every child is different. That's crazy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Little, I think I would have made a great child king. Yeah, certainly, certainly. <laughs> um, all right. So that closes out our segment on a brief time of history. Mm-hmm. All right. A little bit of history. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not so brief. Um, okay. This brings us to our last segment, the four F's of cultural survival. That's film, fiction, food, and funk. Of course, based on the four F's of evolutionary survival, which is fighting, fleeing, feeding, and- I'm freaking. Freaking beacon. <laughs> All right. Okay. <laughs> I don't know what that means. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Freaking. We're just a couple of freak leagues around here. All right, good. All right, so we're gonna start off with film. That could be movie, TV, I have a pick, but let's go with your pick first. Uh, this one, I want to say it might be a little controversial in the U.S. Because okay. um, on IMDb, it has very polarized reviews. Mm. It has mm. 5.9 out of 10, but it's because the good is like 9, 10. The bad are just like 1, 2. It's extremely polarized. Is this uh, Ernest Goes to Beijing? No, oh, it's uh, I love <laughs> <laughs> it's a uh, wandering earth. The wandering oh, earth. The second one just came out. The first one is on Netflix. The second mm-hmm. one, it's a sci-fi movie. So the summary from IMDb is: as the sun is dying out, people all around the world build giant planet thrusters, mm-hmm. thrusters to move Earth out of its orbit and sail Earth to a new star system. Yet, the 2005 years journey comes with unexpected danger. And in order to save humanity, a group of young people in this age of a wandering earth fight hard for the survival of humankind. So it is very cool. And people who love it, like, I love the message. I love the production. I love, um, it's a sci-fi movie, of course. Into it. Yes. But um, people who don't like it, in my opinion... It's more like our crappy losers. I'm trying to say it in from <laughs> a <laughs> like, place of like trying to understand. It's more like people are people all over the world are more used to see uh Western like Hollywood movie. Mm. They think in sci-fi movies, someone saving the world is supposed to be like that. Mm. And this is just it's like, oh what, a group of Chinese people? People are not used to that, but a good thing is people who like it really like it. So that's a piece of good energy yeah, to good be cult pa- following. Or yes. So I would highly recommend um, okay. everyone I to watch it. it. I love it. Cool. And love it, it is from it is based on this book um, that's been that's written by the author of Three Body Problem. Oh, Chi Chi Huan. Yeah, uh, oh, oh, Liu Cixin. Yeah, sorry. Yes, he won Hugo Reward um, oh, for Three Body problem. Problems. Um, oh, Three Body Problem. The Dark Forest, Dark Forest, and the the and Death's End. Yes. Oh man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you will love it. You know you will love oh, it. This, this is my shit. We're right. talk about it. Later. Yeah. So that's my okay. pick of the book. Actually, I could I could, I could, I could, I could go talk all to you day for long. Hours about this. 
But what's your pick? <laughs> All right, my pick, it's more, I guess it's really an American movie that takes place in China. I pick- Shanghai Nights. <laughs> <laughs> I pick The Farewell with Aquafina. I've oh. heard of it. Uh, so here's the log line. A Chinese family discovers their grandmother has only a short while left to live and decide to keep her in the dark, scheduling a wedding to gather before she dies. So they go to China. So it's, what I liked about it, it's, it's, it's all about how culture impacts the way people react to death and dying. Yes. And just even about like autonomy with health mm -hmm. and like, no, like they're trying to keep her illness and her dying from the grandmother out of her knowledge. They don't want her to know that she's dying. And then even with the daughter, Aquafina's character, right? Like they keep her in the dark about like what's going on with, 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 with her, with, with the grandma dying. They didn't want her to go to China to even know, but she insists on going. And like, even when her, like, it, you know, earlier in her life when her grandfather died, they didn't like tell her. So it's just like, it's interesting. Like the way, like how, like, culture plays a role in even things like that yes. like the way we you know and different cultures do it differently and and health autonomy is different in different cultures mm -hmm. and, and the way we're informed about you know what like our own personal health is different in different cultures yes. it's interesting i feel like in general death in every culture just has a huge in, impact on it, death is part of each culture because mm -hmm. that is something inevitable for I was trained to be a death doula, so I read a little oh, bit too yeah? much okay. about this. My mom's a death doula. Wow. Yeah. That's an intense line of vocation. Oh, wow. okay. Yes. It is also an honor to work something like that, to be a part of a chap end of a chapter of a person's journey. So yeah, spoken like a true doula. No. <laughs> it's I I didn't realize, well, I never watched Farewell because I don't like how people talk about Aquafina, not because I care about her. Mm -hmm. It's just like, it's, it's, I'm like, I don't care about her. Why people care about mm -hmm. her? Um, but it's when you said that, when you read the plot line, I didn't realize um, that's how the movie was. Because recently my grandma was dying. Mm -hmm. He's dying a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> And uh, my mom, they were all in China. My mom showed him a picture of me and my husband getting married in the courthouse. And she's like, you stay alive. They're coming back to China in 2024 to have a wedding. You stay yeah. alive for that. <laughs> and he's all better now. <laughs> so it's like, yes, but it's like something about yeah, yeah. grandparents, Chinese grandparents <laughs> yeah. are just almost a little dramatic. Mm. But um, they need something to live for. That's true. That's very true. So I thought it was interesting, like how they didn't really want the grandmother to know she was dying and yeah. to like not even have that awareness. And like when they would meet with the doctors, the doctor would speak in English to the family and then like not really tell her. And the doctor also wouldn't tell her who is the her pate. Is the grandma. doctor also like Chinese? Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 That so I just sense. thought that that was super interesting, just to see like that aspect of life also like. The, the 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 cultural component of that and how that that plays a role. Um, I will say my second pick is of course um, Ernest goes to the Forbidden City. So wow. Um, um, so uh, so I I'm not gonna touch that. <laughs> not with me. Um, but what you say? but I, I I do have uh, I have a a pick for film mm -hmm. and it's a little um it's absolutely gold star territory because because it is a 
masterwork of truly upsetting horror. Uh, it's, so it's a horror film mm-hmm. uh, called The Sadness. Okay, I need to look up what's the name in Chinese. Uh, I, I'll ha- I have it for you here. Awesome. It is called, in Chinese, Kubei. It is a truly upsetting film because of the because of the execution of the concept. But it is also an absolutely authentic uh, representation of Chinese cinema at its peak. But so what is this movie about? It's also really beautiful. <laughs> yeah. it's, about, it's about a rage virus that takes over a rural city in oh no northern China. People and it's, in northern China are mostly angry already. Well, <laughs> I'll make them more angry. It's also a sort of a beautiful deconstruction of a love story. These two young people who are truly... Uh, what is each like they're truly bound um they're together you know uh there's this moment where they separate and in that moment all hell breaks loose and so it's a sort of a hero's journey deconstructed the two of them trying to get back to one another yeah separation is always a very big part of emotions in a lot of chinese literature uh, media, yeah, the two Asian parts poems. trying to re reconcile or whatever. Yeah. I, I, again, it there are so many there are so many moments in this movie where a, a, a Chinese or Chinese American viewer will recognize things that I'm sure speak to them culturally, intimately, personally. But as a non Chinese, as a Western person, uh, it is still deeply intimate. And 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 that's kind of why it's such a terrific vehicle for horror is because it's such a uh, because it's such a beautiful film. It's so terrifying because it's gorgeous. It sounds like a lot like everything everywhere all at once. It's like yes, it talks about Asian immigrant family, but here's the thing: the emotions. That's what I always more emotions universal. are universal. Yeah. It's universal language, and people always can relate something to it. And this movie sounds like that. I never heard this movie, it's truly but it's on my list up. now. It's gonna bother you. So like, watch it with your husband and get ice cream and you know, <laughs> watch it in the daytime so you can process and decompress. You know, it's a it's a rough watch. It's a difficult movie because it is full of really fucked up concepts that's why it's memorable yeah but it's also a really beautiful representation of like humanity i don't know it's it's a great it's a great on his birthday get him a personalized made movie poster Mm. from this one Uh, Mm. have a framed or just on my birthday you know a call or Mm. nah Okay. <laughs> no. All right. Nope. All right. Good. Let's move on to okay. <laughs> fiction. Uh, so books. All right. So what do you got? Through body problems. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yes. Naturally. Because it is the first one is like mind blowing, and then you read the second one, it's like, oh, oh fuck. The first one is kinder is kindergarten yeah. stuff. Then you go to the third one, it's like, oh, oh my god. The last one is like primary <laughs> school. This is it makes you. I was, after I read this book, I stuck in my reality. I'm like, what's the point of everything for a long time? It just gets worse and worse. And yes. Worse. <laughs> and, but also, it, I still think today, this book's in the last one, Death's End, it talks so much about humanity. 
Yeah. It's like it's like are we talking? Are we? What's the most beautiful part of being a human? Yeah. What is, is the it, role? What is a what 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 uh, what role does our humanity play in our yes, existence? Yes, it's like do we focus on survival or we focus on our humanity is something so beautiful, compassion, love, empathy, and of even though that's like I'm not gonna spoil the book, but it is very philosophical to a level. Just like okay. Okay, I still watch some cartoon for a little yeah. bit. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You need to get grounded a, a little bit after. It does get very heavy, and <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you're the kind of person who dissociates easily, it's probably a good idea to yeah. like, talk to a buddy <laughs> when you put the book down. <laughs> yeah, and the per the writer he is a engineer, I think. Before he wrote, while well, he wrote a book, um, so. You know this is a STEM person. Yeah. A lot of things are very rational, come from rational, reasonable, um, even solution-oriented point of view. But when he talks about humanity, he got to do it from such a grand scheme. It's not just like about like this one point. It's like how this one action has all the butterfly effect to something later on, probably even 100 years later. Mm -hmm. And... I think there is a TV series about it, yeah. um, but I heard a mixed view from it. And the ones who said good things about it are even not that good. Yeah. But I'm going to give it a watch. So uh, I think there's a version of it is on Netflix or... You got it. I'll get you. I'll get you my copies. They, all right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. And, you're going to uh, avoid all the dog ears and stains. <laughs> Yeah. Lovely, lovely. <laughs> All right. So uh, now our next F is food. So favorite dish or oh. restaurant. But before we get into, I want to just for the audience so they kind of know about the different cuisine types. Uh -huh. So okay. So Hunan. Hunan. So I don't know if these descriptions are correct. Like Hunan, <laughs> hot, spicy, salty. Yes. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Sichuan, hot, spicy, mouth numbing. And a uh, little sweet sometimes. Sweet and spicy, uh, okay. yeah. The interplay yes. of flavor. Yes, so the mouth more dynamic. Yes, mouth numbing is from peppercorn. Right. Oh right. Yes. Okay. Uh, and and hui. Oh hui. Oh hui. Uh, yeah. Salty, light. Uh, and then there's uh, shandong. So that's umami flavor, salty, sweet, sour. Mushrooms mm -hmm. and stuff. All right. Uh, Jiangsu again, umami, more mild. Yes, uh, and more go for the original flavor of the f of the food. Okay. Yeah. 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 Um. Uh. Zhejiang. 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 Mm -hmm. Light, fresh. Uh. Fujian. Fujian. Light, fresh, more healthy, perhaps. Just uh, a lot. Just a lot of vegetables. Veggies. Okay. Okay. Not okay. necessarily. They eat. Oh, they eat. Fatty fish. They eat a lot of sweet. Stuff oh, as okay. well, yeah. Interesting. And then Cantonese, mild, fresh, natural. Yes, mm -hmm. right. depends okay. on the dish. Okay, yeah. interesting. So wait, so which is the one for white people? Mm. <laughs> Hunan. Hunan? No. Is Hunan? Hunan. No, hot, spicy. What? A, what? A, yeah. What a white. Well, because <laughs> again, when you talk about what a Westerner thinks of as hot spicy, it's the same thing. Like if I talk to a Moroccan guy mm -hmm. and I say this dish is spicy, but then I talk to 
you know, uh, Cynthia from White Plains. And sure. in, in between Chardonnays and Valium, I ask her, you know, what does she consider spicy? She's going to yeah. say, well, I don't love ginger. Yes. You know, like, and sure, sure. also just white people have also have different palate. I feel like a lot of people would be like a lot of people, white people like, I don't eat this. It's just like, it's like, I'm not used to eat this. Mm. Yeah. But some people, they. There's a phrase in Spanish that sometimes Spanish people say, especially like Latin Americans uh, or Latinos. Um, and I, I used to hear my friend Frank in Miami say all the time where I would I offer something, offer him something like he had never had rye whiskey. Mm-hmm. And I offered him, a, I said, you ever have this rye? And he go, oh, I never learned to drink rye. Wow. Or, oh, I yeah. never I never learned to eat this mm. or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's not that they don't know how or it's not like they didn't ever, they don't understand how eating works. But the, that that. That phrasing seems to make a lot more yeah, sense to me. Yeah, don't like yes. it. I don't like. It's not yeah. that I don't like it. I don't like it, like it yet. Yeah, I've, I don't. <laughs> yeah. I never learned to eat it. I never learned yeah. to appreciate that. Yeah. It's uh, like, I have no experience with it. Yeah, I like. I love chicken feet, and some of my wife friends they just cannot like. I'm like, oh, why would I eat that? But some of my wife friends are like, I love that, and also texture. But you can't feed a baby chicken feet, or he won't r- learn to write when he's going to school. That's a. <laughs> Who taught you that? That's a old wives' tale. That's one of the traditions. I have a bunch of these little uh, taboos That's uh, that I've been saving. But one of them <laughs> is you can't, you shouldn't feed your baby's chicken feet because they'll they'll do bad in their calligraphy. I think that might just be something people came up with. It's like so an old people, wives' tale. Yeah, you so know? people don't feed baby chicken feet because there are tiny bones in chicken right, feet. Yeah. And like chicken feet, once well cooked, is very slippery. It melts in your mouth. So the baby uh. actually can might like swallow the chicken feet into the wrong part of the like syphilis. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So the, it might kill the baby. It's the oh. same thing as a lot of people like, it's bad luck to put your bag on the floor. Right. Why, if you think about it, it's because people can just snatch your bag <laughs> without you even notice that. Or That's where the bad yeah. luck is they, from. They say, don't don't sweep towards the door because you might sweep out the good luck the good coming luck, to the you. The good fortune. Yeah, 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 yeah. But really, it's just, you shouldn't be throwing shit in the face yeah, of it's people like, it's walking like, in. It's exactly. Like breaking, yeah. a, breaking a mirror is bad luck, but it's like, well, you probably shouldn't have shattered glasses. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. Oh, what's the other one? <laughs> When, um you don't uh never flip a fish when you're uh eating dinner because it's uh it, it represents a boat capsizing it means everybody's got bad luck mm. it's just actually like oh that's bad manner but it's bad manners yeah, yeah. Mm. <laughs> so people say things to like scare people yeah uh the boogie I, the boogeyman who lives down by the river right, right. i pick so, hot pot I feel hot like pot. every oh, yeah. white person should start oh, with a yeah. hot pot. Oh, yeah. It is. Where's your favorite hot pot place in the city? Uh, I have a few, but I just went to this one called Lao Jie mm. in Chinatown. It's a newly open place. Old chicken? Lao Jie. Lao no, Jie. Uh, Old Street. Oh, so, yeah. Okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, there, uh, the first place is in uh, 8th Avenue in Ch- Brooklyn, Chinatown. It's really far, but now this one is in Chinatown right off um, Manhattan Bridge, I think. Um, this one just you can do the whole big pot everyone share. You can have your personalized pot. You can do vegans like soup based. You have like different flavor. It can be spicy. It can be tomato based. Oh, and yeah. also, um, you can order. It's all you can eat. If you just pay a few buck, few extra bucks, you can do hot pot and skewer at the same time. Mm. And the seasoning they put on the skewer is out of this world. Mm. And um, uh, they also have unlimited fries. 
uh, chicken wings. Okay, so we're going. We're yes, going, pumpkin go. cake. <laughs> Uh, my Pumpkin per- cake. Yes, my personal favorite is called Little Crunchy Meat. So it's pork, but how do you say the- it? How do you say it in Chinese? 小酥肉. 小酥肉. Oh, yes, roll like pork. Yes, roll. pork. Yeah. So it's like um, the pork is seasoned itself already, so it doesn't have the like you know sometimes you eat pork is not well processed, it's a little stinky. Yeah. But it doesn't or, have any or of that like gelatinous. Or yeah. So in the batter, they have peppercorn in there. So it's all wrapped around mm. the meat. Now you fry them. So the peppercorn is mouth numbing, but not too much. Mm. So it's sweet, it's savory, it's mouth numbing. Oh, I can't stand and you it. have the dipping, dry rub. It's spicy, but not too much. Mm. It's the best. I'm yeah, making I'm making sexy noises over here. <laughs> yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Mm. All right. Well, we're at our last F. Funk. Funk. What's your song choice? Uh, it is from this person. Is like younger. His name is Mao Buyi, and he's my song choice. Is is this song is called Xiao Chou? It's called Eliminating the Concerns. But it sounds way much more po- poetic mm-hmm. in Chinese. And um, my favorite few lyrics is um, <coughs> um, this one is for my home. This one is for the far place. I'm holding my kindness, and that makes me grow. And another one is, this one is for tomorrow. This one is for the past. It holds my body uh, thick in my shoulder. This one is for freedom. This one is for death. Please forgive me for my ordinary, and I'll stop being so confused. Okay, now the sun is up. We all Go on our way. The one who with the most clear brain is always the most ridiculous person. Ooh. Yeah. I love it. All mm-hmm. right. So we are going to close out our episode with, what's the name of that song? Xiao <coughs> Chou. All right. Well, Lee, thank you so much. And where can everyone uh, find you? Follow me on Instagram. I want Pomeranians. I-W-N-T-P-O-M-R-A-N-1, number one, N-A-N-S. Because... Um, I'm trying to like unify my Venmo, my Twitter, even though I don't use Twitter. Um, and it's yeah. on Twitter, it's taken somehow. So Pomeranians, but with a one instead of the I. Exactly. Yeah. Nice. Yes. All right. Well, thank you so hey, much. Thank you so much. For thank you for having me. It's been so much fun. This has yeah. been a blast. Woman, I need. Oh, yeah, I need, man. Woman, I'm going to go to the Yipejing 灵魂不再无处安放